0: Welcome back to Sweet Script Stories. I'm Eric Grubaugh. I'm Tim Dietrich. And after talking to Chidi from NetSuite Insights on the last episode, and listening to his unique uh, career path that, that kind of meandered into NetSuite development and now running this platform, that sort of sparked a conversation between Tim and I about just the awkward, accidental career, or paths into uh, NetSuite development. Uh, I know mine, you know, I never set out to write custom software for businesses, or certainly not write NetSuite software. I didn't know what an ERP or what NetSuite was until I actually had a job writing NetSuite code. Um, and what about your experience? So, you know, oddly enough for me, I,
1: you know, I always thought or always wanted to do what I'm doing now in some degree. Anyway, I, I really did imagine that I would end up developing custom software for businesses. That was what I wanted to do as far back as being like a freshman in in college even. But clearly, obviously, like I, uh, I didn't have it so uh, well refined that I was like, okay, one day I'm going to be a uh, developer that customizes NetSuite or works in the NetSuite environment. So my path to that was unexpected. Um, and even had you said, you know, even you know, three or four years ago that I would be doing this today, I would have been like, I would have basically said, what's NetSuite? <laughs> so, right. you know, it wasn't a direct path straight to NetSuite for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I see it all the time in my coaching program, too. Um, There's just infinite paths into it, and many of them are accidental. People sort of fall into it because it's, you know, they they end up getting a job somewhere that happens to use NetSuite, Um, and then they need some customization that's sort of adjacent to their role, or they wrote some code 10 years ago and no one else um, at the company knows how to write code, so they get they get the customization job by default. Uh, I see that that sort of thing a lot. Uh, it's very strange. I don't I don't know if that's unique to NetSuite or if that's how a lot of certainly probably not software development jobs, but maybe ERP development jobs uh, suffer from this a lot or, or have this phenomenon. I'm not sure.
1: I think it does happen in other, uh, with other platforms, but I do think, you know, ERPs that can be customized, obviously are more right. likely for you know this to happen where you end up with somebody who sort of becomes by default, the, you know, the, the developer either for their company or what have you. Um, so. You know the other platform that we hear a lot about, where developers um, are doing a lot of work, is are things like Salesforce, and I've mentioned ServiceNow in other other conversations that we've had. Right. Um, you know those are platforms that are that are uh, well thought out to the point that you know there's a role for a developer, you know, to expand or enhance those platforms. So, but I've worked with other accounting packages where you know our systems where. You know, it was clearly never meant for anybody to get in there and do any kind of custom work, uh, even to the point of just trying to get data out of some of those systems is a nightmare. So, um, yeah, so I I agree with you. I think there are an unlimited number of paths. And, you know, between the two of us, you with your coaching and just different people that I've worked with, it's been interesting to hear uh, how people get to NetSuite like, I wonder if, uh, you know, if someone is out there who's listening, who isn't doing sweet script development, maybe they're not even doing any work in that suite right now. You know, what are your thoughts on like, if you could say to them, well, there is a path for you, uh, what would that path look like?
0: That's a good question. Um, The The barriers to entry in NetSuite specifically are super high. I I mean, I I would say if you don't have access to a NetSuite account, there is no path. Uh, Unless you just have money to throw around, I guess, and you can afford to buy into the the SDN uh, partner program to get your account that way. But I don't know of other great ways to get it. Or, or the, I know that some of the training courses offer you a temporary account. But if you don't work for someone that gives you a license, I don't know how you get in on your own if you're just like curious about it. Um, yeah. Certainly there's a ton you can do once you do have that access. And even before, I mean, if you want to be a developer, there's no harm at all in learning javascript the better javascript foundation you have the better and more quickly you'll transition into an effective sweet developer but you kind of need access to an account after after some time so yeah i don't know I what that path looks you. like
1: it, it's certainly i mean you you nailed it there it's definitely a, a very high uh, barrier to entry for somebody who doesn't have access to NetSuite. you know and that is I think somewhat uncommon you know I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier um, you know salesforce and and serviceNow I think I'm not as familiar with the salesforce platform but i I'm pretty sure that they still offer as part of their you know developer programs you know a way to kind of get in there without, Having access to a production account and mm-hmm. service now, you know they will actually let you create a developer instance, and as long as you log into it every once in a while, it's just still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the real deal, with, you know, test data loaded in and everything. So I think you know it is unfortunate that we don't have something like that um, right. with NetSuite, but at the same time, you know the resources involved in spinning up uh, an instance of NetSuite essentially, or you know. Um, Creating a NetSuite account, I would imagine that they are considerable. So it does make sense that they don't give it to just anyone who asks for it. But I I do wish that there was an easier path. Um, So
0: yeah, I do think that's a glaring hole gap in the path to becoming a NetSuite developer. So you basically start (laughs) with, you start your path at a a bridge out sign. (laughs) There's just a big chasm in front of you. Uh, and I don't know how you do that without help. Uh, you know, without working for someone who has an account, um, you can't get very far without that. And I really wish there was a better uh, way. And unfortunately, there's, n- it's it's not in the community's control, right? Other than than voicing that concern, it's it's all on NetSuite or Oracle to provide that infrastructure. Um, okay, so let's pretend you do get <laughs> you, you fall into NetSuite, you do have you know access to an account and all that good stuff for training. I, I think because you, because you fall a lot of people fall into it or accidentally get there, it's, it's easy to overlook the massive responsibility that you have customizing a system like this, which is not unique to NetSuite, any ERP any business system. Um, you know, it runs inventory, it runs payroll, it runs HR, it runs sales, marketing, or, you know, it can run all that stuff. Um, it's easy to overlook the responsibility, and but it shouldn't be. I mean, you have a, a massive, significant responsibility as a NetSuite developer. And I don't know how to... Impress that on people. I'm not saying everyone who comes into it doesn't see that or feel that, but it would be easy to overlook it. Don't, (laughs) I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, Yeah, I
1: I agree with you there. And you know, we've I think you and I have talked offline before about this. I think what makes working in an ERP system somewhat unique, as from a developer standpoint, is is the fact that all of the different functions that it handles are tightly integrated. And so you as a developer might do something, maybe you're, you're writing code against, uh, I don't know, develop, creating an estimate, for example, or modifying an estimate. I don't, I'm just throwing yeah. that out there.
0: Yeah.
1: It's the trickle-down effect that what you're doing uh, might have that isn't necessarily apparent to you you know things you'll hear the phrase gl impact you know general ledger impact quite a bit and you talk to people in the netsuite space and you know it's one of those things as a developer you really have to keep in in the back of your mind when you're making changes and you're customizing uh netsuite you know like what you're doing isn't necessarily isolated to what you're actually working on it really it's like it might have a domino effect and so later on, when the CFO is, you know, sending you an email wondering, like, why something's totally whacked with the numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's on you, right? Um, so there is that.
0: So way one to- way to
1: protect yourself, I guess, is, you know, doing some of that work or hopefully all of that work in, you know, a, a development environment, a sandbox. But even then, you know, that's not necessarily going to completely shield you from... Right making
0: mistakes and, and so on. Nor is it always in your control, right? If you're an individual contributing developer, you don't really get to choose whether your company pays for a sandbox or whether your clients pay for a sandbox or what have you. And you can't spin up your own dev account. So you're kind of right. stuck a lot of time. Um, yeah. So don't take that responsibility lightly. Uh, there are certainly a lot of challenges. Um, don't Don't be the developer who accidentally sends invoices to your customers <laughs> that they don't actually owe um, that's a quick way to get called into the principal's office
1: <laughs> maybe sent home early too <laughs>
0: yeah way too early um, but okay so you, you you come into it you get you, you feel the weight of the responsibility where do you go next? What happens next? How do you develop? Uh, I need a different word. How do you grow? You know, how do you increase your skills? How do you level up as a Sweet Script developer?
1: Are you asking me specifically, or is it a... <laughs>
0: I am asking
1: you. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, I'm constantly looking for resources online, you know, and I'm looking at everything, everything from you know, people that are posting things in LinkedIn and flagging it as, you know, a NetSuite post or looking at the NetSuite subreddit, um, you know, following along in conversations in the NetSuite Slack community. You know, that there, there's just so much content that's out there, so many conversations going on. Um, and some of it isn't necessarily, like its value isn't necessarily apparent, I think. But even just, you know looking at reddit or looking at the slack channel like sometimes um the questions that people are asking are interesting because you can start to get a sense of what in some cases like what are those people doing with netsuite and i find that fascinating Mm -hmm. Um, you can learn from other people whether you're learning from their mistakes or or not (laughs) you know um the other thing i do is and it probably drives the people at Oracle or NetSuite crazy. It's like sometimes when there's a webinar that's posted that's clearly meant to be sort of marketing oriented, you know, like they're trying to draw in a new potential new NetSuite um, customer. I'll sign up for those webinars because some of them are interesting. You know, you might learn about you know how CFOs are, are looking at NetSuite or the latest, you know, uh, developments like with warehouse management for example or some new module or, or functionality um, so there's not really necessarily development uh, oriented stuff that I'm talking about but it just sure. getting that bigger picture of suite. I think it cannot hurt you as a developer because you can I think begin to understand all the different you know bits and pieces of
0: NetSuite. so yeah I'd agree with that any if you want to stay. In NetSuite or not, if you're want to stay in the ERP space, you like it or not, need to understand the business concepts behind the systems. You need to know what a sales order represents in the real world and what a purchase order means and what an inventory transfer does you know in the real world, not, not just the objects, the records, you know in, in the code. Um, those those concepts will not hurt you, I promise. Yeah,
1: and I think it's very likely that someone is eventually going to ask you to do some work in one of those areas of NetSuite that you know maybe you did pick a little bit up about from a webinar or you know somebody mentioned it on the Slack. A really good example is um, you know the Suite people, the HR the work that NetSuite's been doing. You know, I've had an opportunity to. Um, you know, do some training on that. And I've also started to poke around as a developer, you know, I'm always doing work in SuiteQL, So I'm writing queries and trying to figure out, you know, what are the tables, what, where can I find certain things? Mm-hmm. And even poking around in there, you know, is, is really interesting. I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have a good understanding of what, you know, of what that function of that suite is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you never know when that knowledge is going to pay off.
0: Yeah, and I think that ties nicely into one. I guess one thing I I think I, I wrote about like junior developers and how to be an effective junior de- developer a little a little while ago. None of it. Uh, I don't think any at the junior level, especially. I don't think any technical skill is necessarily required, uh, but. You do need to be absolutely ravenous for information and education and learning. Um, I think because, again, going back to like people who fall into this, come into it sort of accidentally. There's maybe not a quite the respect for the skill that you're trying to develop and learn, right? There are, there are, PhDs. Uh, in this sort of field, right? Um, you're, you're taking on a new career, like a new career path. Um, and so you're not going to read a blog post and watch a 10-minute video and suddenly be this amazing developer if you have never written code before. Maybe you wrote some Lego Mindstorm code in, <laughs> in school. Um, and so you have to just be... Absolutely ravenous for any information, whether it's JavaScript or SweetScript or NetSuite or, or business related. And that needs to continue all through your career, honestly. You should constantly be learning and growing. Um, there will be no shortage of information. You might think you need to be this wide generalist uh, developer, but You can absolutely build a career being a NetSuite inventory management expert, right? (laughs) Um, You can get very narrow and there is no shortage of rabbit holes even within NetSuite, just within NetSuite itself. Um, Don't be afraid to go narrow and dig deep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. You know, as I'm a freelancer, and you know, you and I both are independent. And I think one of the things that I feel very fortunate about in in having that role is I'm able to work with a wide range of clients that are using NetSuite in in some cases very different ways. You know, you go into their instances, and and they're very you know they're configured differently. They have different features enabled, you know, and so on. and Every once in a while, I'll stumble on some function that somebody has, something that they're doing, and it that experience of having a, you know an opportunity to work in that new um, you know with that new function it it's it, I, I stop and think like I wonder how many other people are doing that because this is something that you could specialize in. You know, you mentioned the warehouse thing. I, I don't think there's a lot of people doing a lot of work right now with the HR functionality of NetSuite right. as a developer, I'm saying. But I think even going, pulling back, even outside of just development, I don't think there are a lot of experts in it. So what I think is interesting about that is if you do happen to stumble into NetSuite, maybe your background is in HR or it's something you're interested in. There's an opportunity right there for you, you yeah. know, um, Maybe you've worked in the warehouse for your organization, and you're working your way up and doing stuff now. At, you know, in NetSuite, and you know there's a place for you there as well. So, you know, um, so even for the people that are listening that aren't necessarily developers, I think that what we're talking about is is relevant. There are just paths in and out of NetSuite that, you know, and opportunities galore. So.
0: Yeah, and a better understanding of say, inventory management or something is not, is not limited to NetSuite. So that, that, that's a skill you can take, a knowledge that you can take beyond NetSuite to and into other jobs. The, the broad experience is really good for figuring out what you enjoy, what you like doing, um, the types of problems you like to solve that's what the broad experience is good for but once you find that there's there's absolutely nothing wrong in fact i would advocate it's actually better to just drill in on that and focus in um you won't get bored (laughs) i think that's a common fear especially in the development world that people have i don't want to work on the same tools or i don't want to always work in the same language or or and that's fine if, if that's true that's fine but i think the fear the real fear there is that you think there's at some point you're gonna like cap out on the knowledge and that's just not true it's impossible to get to the bottom of these rabbit holes um yeah. it, it's absolutely impossible it's, this is not Netsuite specific either um this is true for literally any skill i think <laughs> um But if you are looking to build, and especially if you fall into this and you just love it, uh, like some of us on this podcast do, (laughs) um, and you are looking to build an exceptional career, or maybe you're looking to go out on your own and build a business out of it, it's really hard, like really, really hard to be the best software developer in the world, or even to be the best NetSuite developer in the world. It's hard to make that claim, it's hard to make that true, uh, and it's impossible for anyone to know that that's true, but it's way less hard to be, say, the best NetSuite HR developer or one of the foremost <laughs> NetSuite HR experts or, or something like that. Um, the smaller that pond is, the easier it is to be a big fish in it.
1: Right. I think, you know, to your point, I think it's also that small pond might be bigger than you think, you know, the opportunities
0: um, are are there. It looks small on the surface, but actually it's really deep. (laughs) It goes down real deep. You can swim as low as you want and you'll never find the bottom.
1: Right. And the more narrow you get, and really what we're talking about here is positioning, I think. And um, Mm -hmm. we could have an entire... You know podcast about that and I think I one day we will <laughs> yeah um, you know because I you know f- for me personally I've been struggling with that lately um, but th- the ironic thing about that too is that the more narrow you get the more focused you get the easier it is for the right people to find you you know whether you're looking for a job or you're looking for clients you know there are, there's a big pool of netsuite developers out there but like you know you were saying if you suppose you're the you know a developer that focuses on HR and somebody's looking for that you're their guy right you know it's like there's no no question about it um, so yeah so yeah i, th- I think this could lead into another podcast and very sure, likely sure. will
0: <laughs> i mean the idea is like you're you spend way too much time working to not enjoy it uh, So you get to decide what you spend your time on uh, for the most part. Assuming you're able to feed your family and pay rent. (laughs) Um, You get, whether you're going out on your own or or building your own career, you you get to decide what that looks like. Uh, You get to decide what you specialize in. Um, So make it something you enjoy and... Don't be afraid to narrow that the pool because, yeah, it's deeper than you think. It's if you're up for a job that where your title is NetSuite developer, guess who you're competing against? Every other NetSuite developer looking for a job. But if you are again NetSuite HR customization guru, um that pool of competition just got a lot smaller if that's what the company's looking for um if there's anyone else in it at all you you get to design your dream job and you might not get it right away it takes work and it takes figuring out what that is in the first place it takes a lot of reflection uh self-reflection that is introspection yeah,
1: and if you don't know what that dream job looks like for you yet, it is okay to say, "Hey, I am just a NetSuite developer." You yeah. don't need necessarily to focus in on something, and yeah. there are opportunities out there for that too. So I think you know for you sure. can. You're going to stumble upon something that's gonna you know light you up and excite you, and then you know there you go. You know, okay, I'm gonna focus on that thing.
0: Yeah, I definitely not saying there's anything wrong with going broad if that's what you want to do. And that really is what you enjoy. Um, for me, that's not the case. I I, I do like to dig deep and, and get very narrow and specialized, but I am not everyone. (laughs) So, uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with with it. Uh, But if you really want to be exceptional and stand out, and, and be a leader in some sort of space. It's tough to do that uh, when your competition is the entire ocean of fish. But if it's a tiny pond, that's a different story. Yeah.
1: I think it's also worth mentioning that if you're afraid of, and again, this goes back to the specialization positioning type of deal. Um, if you are afraid that you're going to get into it, and but you try it. It doesn't mean it's, you have to stick with it forever, right? I mean, maybe one day you stumble upon the next thing that excites you and then you become a specialist in, in something else. But yeah. I think in for that ride that you're gonna have as that specialist, I think it's uh I, I think you will enjoy it because your life's gonna get better. You're gonna be doing something you enjoy. People are gonna be reaching out to you that truly need what you're offering. Again, whether you're an employee or a consultant,
0: you're on your own, whatever. Um,
1: so, yeah, you, I don't think you can go wrong going deep. So,
0: yeah, well, and I think too, Netsuite development is just in itself—that's already a fairly small pool, you know, relative to all the careers in the world. <laughs> right. Um, and so, you there is already this great opportunity for people to emerge and stand out as leaders as experts um, because there's not I mean one of the reasons we started the podcast is it is a reasonably closed community it's pretty quiet there's not a ton of sharing there are there are some great communities uh NetSuite professionals and uh Chidi's in uh, NetSuite Insights getting started right there's a lot of efforts going on to help with that including this show um but still relative to the entirety of the space there's not a lot of sharing going on which means if there's not a lot of competition for you if you do want to stand out and start working in public basically um, sharing your knowledge um, and it doesn't you don't have to know everything to be an expert you just need to know more than the people you're serving or or people who are hiring you because someone who's hiring you knows better than they should just do it themselves. You know, why would they pay you to do it? So you don't need to like spend decades, you know, (laughs) squirreling yourself away and building all this expertise and knowledge. Um, You need a little bit of broad experience and then you need to find something you love. And then like I said, be ravenous for information and and for learning and trying and it won't take long to stand out and do something it's like, exceptional.
1: It's not like one day you're going to wake up and, and then suddenly, okay, I'm now the expert in whatever. You know, like I'm, I'm now an expert in developing solutions that involve HR. I, I, I don't think that that, that happens. It's you, uh, I think you're constantly, if you're driven and you're excited about NetSuite, you're always going to feel like there's something more to learn um, mm-hmm. So the thing you have to realize is at some point, you've got something to share, you know, which is I think why you, you pot, do your, um, your blogging and your email list and coaching. And for me, it's mostly my, my blog. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do that as much to help other people out mm-hmm. as, as myself in some cases, yeah. because in writing those um, you know, blog posts, it makes me sort of reflect on the work that I've done that I'm talking about, you know, refine the code I'm writing. You know, sometimes I look at something, I'm like, I don't even know why I did it that way. So it makes you better. But I guess what I'm getting at is by sharing the knowledge that you have, that's one way to kind of, you know, become an expert, at least in the eyes of somebody else. I I think I mentioned in the First podcast that somebody had recently called me the sweet QL guy and I thought <laughs> well that's really funny because I didn't really it think of myself that way <laughs> maybe it was <laughs> but it's just you know it's one of those things where I, I, I don't feel like an expert in it um, you know and I'm probably not I'm sure there are people out there who know a whole lot more about it than I do but people now think I am because I'm writing about it and so on um, so yeah and yeah I think that that does help your career so you know the point of this podcast is career paths and so on and I don't feel like we've really gotten off topic but I think your question was you know how do you get better once Mm -hmm. you're you're in the space and I think that one way to do it is to find something you feel very passionate about and focus on it and
0: just dig in and share what you
1: know yeah I think
0: that last point is is the critical part is sharing it and Getting it, getting it out in front of other people because you can, you can learn, you could learn everything about Sweet Script. I just talked about how it it was bottomless, but let's pretend somehow you find a way to the bottom. If you don't share it with anybody, does that matter? Are you actually an expert? Um, if you don't apply it in some way, it's kind of useless, right? Um, and I think one of the easiest ways, quickest ways to develop expertise is to share your work uh, or your questions uh, um, to help other people. I mean that's how I got started the longest time ago when there was nothing out there. There were, you know, there was like one question every two weeks would pop up on Stack Overflow that was related to to SweetScript. And I would try to go find the answer and share it. Um, Just working in public does so much for growing your skill set. And I understand you can't always do that if you work for a company and have, you know, licensing issues or privacy or NDAs and things like that. Um, It's not always possible to just copy and paste the code you wrote yesterday and (laughs) share that with the world. That doesn't mean you can't share your insights somewhere um on netsuite insights perhaps <laughs> call back to Cheaty again right and
1: getting involved in the community um uh, you know yeah, the Slack present. team right present. yeah absolutely
0: um, and i don't think that's unique to netsuite in any way uh, i think that's Advice I would give to anyone in it, just about any career path as much as possible, engage in your community, you know, operate from a place of abundance, not a place of scarcity, right? I don't, I have never viewed other sweet script developers as my competition because there's, there's no possible way. There's 23,000 NetSuite client, you know, end users now, uh, there's no way any one developer or any one consulting agency or whatever can cover all 23,000. Like there's plenty of room in this space for all of us and more of us. And so I think if you, if you're operating from that perspective of everyone's my enemy or my competition, you're, you're naturally going to close off and protect your ip and your company secrets that aren't really company <laughs> secrets or i should say aren't really industry industry secrets but if you operate from that place of uh, abundance and sharing and wanting to participate in the ecosystem it will make you it will improve your skills your knowledge it will expose you to more ideas and if you're the one doing the sharing You will very quickly seem like an expert to anyone else who's who's watching. Right.
1: And that's when the opportunities really just start presenting themselves to you, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. It's easier for, again, easier for people to find you, especially, you know, if they're looking for the specialization that you have decided on, if you have decided on one. Or maybe it's just your background, you know, That suddenly like, okay, we see that this guy uh, has experience in e-commerce and he's now doing NetSuite stuff. That's the combination that we're interested in. It sounds like the, the combination of skills that we need.
0: Let's reach out. So. Yeah, there is, there's no one else like you, you the listener in the NetSuite space. There's no one else with your background, no one else with your experience. There's no one else with your personality. Uh, and so that means you automatically by default occupy a very unique space place in this space so take advantage of that and share it with us because i would love to learn from you yeah
1: absolutely me too so hopefully this this episode has been inspiring if nothing else we're encouraging people that are in the space to keep doing what you're doing keep getting better and for the people that are thinking about joining you know it's yeah it is a little bit challenging if you don't have a an opportunity if the door isn't cracked for you a little bit you can now you know get into Netsuite and experiment well yeah it's going to be a little bit tough but there's probably paths for those people as well there's mm-hmm. always people looking for Netsuite, like people that can come in and help. And uh, you know, you mentioned the JavaScript uh, skill. I think yeah. that, that if you're if you're trying to find a way to get into the NetSuite space, get really good at, at JavaScript, start applying for some of those opportunities. You never know which one might, you know, might happen and mm-hmm. next thing you know, you're in there writing script and hopefully being a, uh, a guest on our
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Come tell us your story. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for for people who are maybe hoping for a little more concrete or, uh, you know, specific resources, we can definitely put some links um, in the show notes for some of the places like that for learning SweetScript or communities to engage in or or learning JavaScript, whatever it might be. Um, But I think there's, I just think there's a real opportunity for a lot of growth in this ecosystem. And for a lot of leaders to emerge um, without a lot of um, competition, to be honest. Um, I think there's a lot of space here for people to, to carve out their own little specialty and make a great career out of it.
1: Well, is that how we're going to wrap
0: it up? I think so. I, I guess that sounds good. I don't have anything else. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, that will do it for this time. Join us next time for more Sweet Script Stories. Bye bye.